hello everyone. This is Dr. Eileen and this is Medicine Walk. And for those of you who are listening on Blog Talk Radio, this is Healing House Radio. I hope everyone's having a good week. I know that there's a whole lot that's been going on. So, um, you know, there's the, the fires in Cal- here in California and for everyone who's affected and, and you know, it looks like it's going to be pretty bad. And my hope and prayer is that everyone who is involved in it, or even everyone who's affected by it, um, you may not be there, but this whole process might be affecting you. And we've talked about triggering before. If you're having a hard time with this, please get help and, and get someone to, you know, someone to talk you through it. There's a lot of great folks out there who can help and assist. So I hope you find them. And if you find a way that you can help, then please feel free to do so. Uh, there's, you can go through the Red Cross, you can go through um, GoFundMe, and they actually have pages that are verified so that they know it's not just a scam. Uh, you can, uh, you know, don't try to really donate items through the Red Cross because that's something that, uh, you know, they, they, they get kind of overwhelmed with that. They prefer just like cash donation. But if you want to contact the places that are local, the shelters, the churches, they may be able to let you know of places where you can do item donations. So, um, you know, just kind of embrace that and embrace that opportunity to help because the main thing that we can do when we're feeling helpless is find a way to help with something. So, um, you know, my best of luck to everyone involved in that, especially the first responders who have been working around the clock tirelessly and, you know, having to face some really hard things and, you know, just my best wishes and prayers and blessings to them as well. So today we're going to be talking about the best we can do. And it's tricky being able to accept that what we're doing is the best we can do It's also tricky accepting that other people are doing the best that they can do. And talking specifically about how people handle stressful situations. And there's a lot of folks who have had, you know, training and, you know, done a lot of work around communication and how to present something. And and they used to have a thing called I messages, where when you would say something, you wouldn't say you did this, you would say, I feel this way when this thing happened. So there's a lot of different ways to work out positive communication. And if you have those abilities, awesome, yay. But there's a lot of people who don't. And that doesn't make them bad people. It just means that they have a more limited toolkit to be able to access stuff. And some of the things that may come up you know, is, and especially since we're getting to that time of the year where we're going to be spending a lot of time with family. And yeah, in, in most cases, it's a wonderful thing. It's a great thing. People have a lot of fun and there's always those conflicts that come up. And considering that this year has been a very divisive year, there's been a lot for people to argue about. So one of the things that can happen is that people can start having problems with communication. And 
honestly, people are doing the best that they they can do. You know, everybody does the best with the tools that they have at that moment. And maybe an innocent comment ends up going in the wrong way and the person lashes out. I mean, it could be totally minimal. It could be, you know, someone comes in late and, you know, somebody makes like a little joking comment about them being late. And then the person like just loses it and, and lashes out. It's like, well, if you didn't want me here and da, 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 and all this other stuff can come up and you're like, whoa, time out. You know, all I said was I was just kidding. I was just joking. So being able to, there, there's two sides of it. One is kind of reading your audience. If you're going to tell a joke, if you're going to make a comment, if you're going to kind of poke fun at somebody, take a look at them. Look at their face. Look at how they're responding. Do they look like they're really ready to have somebody joke with them? And if they're not, then it's probably not the best idea to you know, come across with you know coming in and teasing, even if it's something you normally do. Maybe other times it wouldn't affect the person, but maybe this time, you know, they're a little more sensitive to it. And it's not about walking around on eggshells and it's not about, you know, having to, you know, sit with your hands over your mouth or something. It's about being observant because it takes two sides to start an argument. Yeah, and that can escalate really quickly if somebody doesn't go, wait a minute, whoa, you know, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to upset you. Or, you know, wow, this really kind of upset you in a way I didn't re think it would. You know, is there something that we can talk about? Are you okay? Rather than going on the attack, come from the point of view that if the person doesn't normally act like that, and, you know, you can say, it's like, wow, you know, this is, this is kind of weird for you. Is something wrong? Are you okay? So the idea of working to de-escalate situations that come in, like, you know, everybody starts off at level one and then something is said and, you know, there's that little grumbly, you know, maybe the person ignores you and, you know, they kind of walk away. And then maybe, you know, they make a comment later on that's kind of snarky. And then it just keeps going and going and going and escalating from there. And then it starts, people start taking sides, the, the mumbled conversations, and then the blow up. So how can we cut off that early? Well, first off is that you understand that everybody does the best they can with the tools they have at the time. And maybe that person is not feeling their best. Maybe there's something that's upsetting them that they haven't talked about. So the idea that we need to make sure that, you know, we're checking in, you know, when somebody comes in, see how they look. Or if you're the one coming into the situation, maybe you're going into a family situation where you're kind of expecting there to be some aggravation or you're anticipating it. Be careful not to create the story before it happens. Yeah, because when we start saying, oh man, so-and-so is going to be there and I'm not going to, you know, and we haven't been getting along, so I know something's going to be said and it's going to get out of hand. And, you know, it just starts snowballing so that when you walk in, you are immediately like at level five. 
And maybe this person had said, you know what, it's the holidays, we're not going to talk about anything. Or they may have even forgotten whatever happened. So the idea that we have an opportunity to first stop it at story. So if we can stop what's going on at the story that's attached to it, yeah, it's not so much the comment that was made or the joke that was made, it's the story that was attached to it. It was, you know what, I did my best to get here on time and that person doesn't know what it was that I went through and I was in traffic all day and I tried to leave early and here they are making fun of me for it in front of the family. And so it wasn't that the joke was made, it was that there was all this stuff that was built up behind it as to the meaning that it was given. So consider when you're dealing with people, what could their story be? What could be the story behind what's going on? I mean, frankly, I, I've never been a fan of, of, you know, teasing people because, you know, even if it's like, you know, something you're used to, even if it's you feel it's good natured, you know, I've been on the receiving end and, you know, somebody will make like a little snarky comment and it's like, really? Really? And I just don't want to deal with that person. And then they're heard like, oh, well, I was just joking. Yeah, you know, work on that. Work on work on your timing because maybe the timing wasn't the best. And this isn't just in the holidays. This could be at work. It could be in a relationship. It could be um it could be any time. It could be dealing with other people, you know, you're all working on something together. Yeah, everybody gets to bring in their story. And that can affect how the dynamic of the group runs. And it's amazing how often, like, one little thing or one, you know, that's said or one little thing that's done can completely just escalate. And, you know, the person who did it, it's like, whoa, I, I had no, you know, why? What's the problem? And that can even lead to defensiveness. Oh, well, all I did was tell a joke and this person got, you know, really hard up about it. And, you know, and what the heck? And, you know, why do they have to be that way? So then it starts becoming your story. So it's not about the event. It's not about what's said. It's about what is attached to it. It's about what meaning it's given. And... You know, there are times when people, you know, you're sitting down, you think that, you know, everybody's going to be nice and cooperative, and then somebody goes off. And you're sitting there going, okay, this is like escalating. And one of the things that can be done is to, like, you know, kind of firmly, but, you know, still balanced. You don't want to put a whole bunch of emotion into it, but in a balanced way, bam, you know, stop them from, from, their momentum. And it's like, hey, what's going on? What is this really about? And then what that does is that kind of de-escalates them because then they have to go into their thinking mind as opposed to their feeling mind. You know, when we get, if we can get folks in out of right brain, which is, you know, creativity, imagination, where the stories originate, switch it over to left brain, where it's that analytical piece. It's where we go into, okay, let's look, you know, just the facts. And, and, you know, for those of you who are old enough to remember Dragnet, you know, there was Joe Friday, you know, just the facts, man, just the facts. 
And the idea behind that was, you know, we don't need to hear the whole story behind it. What happened? What was the, the you know, the basics of what went on? And why did it go where it went? So the idea that you can be able to slip out of right brain, move into left brain, and say, okay, what happened here? And how can we kind of reverse this and take it back into a point where we can all be in a balanced state? Because that's the goal, is to stay in a balanced state. Because when you're balanced, when you're in equilibrium, then, you know, then things don't bother you as much. It's when things are, when people are not feeling safe. It's when people are not feeling heard. It's when people come into a situation anticipating that there's going to be a problem. And it's the anticipation that gets you. Because, you know, it's like, wait a minute, we were not even in an argument and suddenly this person comes in and people will say, it's like, ah, they came in and they were looking for an argument. They came in spoiling for a fight. You know, you could tell that they, they were just, they just came right in. But what happened before that? What happened before the argument? What was it that that person experienced that, you know, brought them out of probably a reasonable state of mind and made them, you know, feel really upset? Maybe they were almost in a car accident. And, or maybe they got, you know, rear-ended by somebody and the person drove away. We never know what's really going on in someone's mind, in someone's spirit, in someone's heart that will trigger a reaction where, you know, that energy builds up and it's got to go somewhere. You know, physics, energy is neither created nor destroyed. It simply changes form. Well, if somebody is upset about something that happened out there somewhere, and they can't release that. And road rage is like really big for this because a person drives away and you're stuck there holding them on the wheel and they're, ah. well, that energy doesn't go anywhere. That energy is going to come out. Maybe that person goes into a store and gives the, the cashier a really bad time and calls them slow. And then the cashier is like, you know, really upset so they may end up taking it out on, you know, the next person in the line. So the idea that, you know, this energy, this, this aggravation, it just starts to ripple out. It just starts to spread. And the difficult part is, you know, you, you want to be able to backtrack and say, it's like, okay, wait a minute. How did this happen? What happened to you? Where did all this come from? And it, it, it can be hard to get the person, you know, out of the point where it's like, no, I'm just releasing this energy to the place where it's like, well, you know what, on my way in, something happened or, or, you know, last night something happened or I had an argument with this person or, you know, I was almost run off the road or maybe I've got somebody who I care about who's going through something really bad and I'm very frustrated that I can't do anything to help. Those are very healthy conversations because if you can invite that person to be able to step out of just the fact that they're releasing the energy and be able to get them to the place where, okay, let's, let's track this, you know, let's put the pieces together. Where did this start? 
where did this anger, this aggravation? Or maybe you've just got somebody, you know, last week we were talking about empathy. And oh, by the way, I apologize for the fact I ended up having to break it up into two separate videos. Um, my laptop, like, decided it was going to be weird. And I was using another laptop and I couldn't use the, the software that I normally use to load up and then post it. So it just kept saying, nope, we'll just post one after the other. So my apologies for that. But the idea, I got my laptop back, so we're good. So the idea that if somebody's going through something and if somebody's going through something really, really hard, the idea that, you know, it may just be that one little thing that puts it over the top. It may just be that one little comment that a hundred times before, you know, either they joked back at or they, they didn't pay attention to. It's always that little bit of something that can have somebody get triggered. And being triggered is not a conscious act. Being triggered is reflex. It's adrenaline. It's memory. It's... It's having that really hard, you know, hard thing for you to be able to deal with. And you can't deal with it out. You're only going to, you know, it, it's only going to escalate. It's only going to create something that is so much bigger than what it originally was. So consider the fact that it's okay to not feel okay. It's okay to come into a, a social situation and if somebody says something to say, you know what, today is not the day and I'm really not feeling good. In fact, you know, I'd, I'd really love it if, if I could talk to you for a minute. Can, can I, you know, I, I really need to talk to somebody. And what that does is more than likely that person will shift from you know, it's like, oh yeah, you know, we're joking, we're kidding to, hey, what's, what, what's going on? Sure. Let, let's go talk somewhere. So actually the person who aggravates can actually become an ally. They can become that safe place because what that person needs in that moment is a safe place. And it, it's amazing what a bonding experience it can be when somebody has a chance to be there for you. And, you know, maybe that's not the person you choose, but you let them know that this isn't a good day and you get away from them and go find somebody that you can talk to. Go find somebody who can give you that space, who can say, hey, you know, yeah, well, sure, I can talk to you. What's going on? Because sometimes all of this can just be so diffused if we can just take time and stop and talk and connect and really listen because someone's first response is almost never what's going on. It's almost never their, you know, all of their process. And it's very easy to say, oh, well, they're just being a jerk and, and, you know, I don't want to deal with them and they're doing this and they're doing that. Well, it's not always that simple because it's not that simple when it's happening to you. At some point, we are all the jerk. And no matter how nice we try to be, at some point, we lose our patience. At some point, we lash out. 
And when we do, we need to have somebody who says, hey, you know, time out, time, let's, let's talk about this. What's going on? What's, what's wrong? Because those are the perceptive people that can help somebody to work their way out of that downward spiral. And once that downward spiral hits, it's really tough for the person to get themselves out of it. Because maybe they just need somebody who will not be reactive to them, but who will choose action and choose, you know what, this isn't like you. And to be able to help that person find their way back out of that space that they've become trapped in because they can't find the way out. They can't find the eye of the storm. And sometimes it takes that little bit of extra help to say, you know, it's like, all right, you know, you're going to be all right, but let's talk about this. It doesn't mean that what they, that their reactiveness is okay or how their reactiveness manifests is okay. You know, somebody comes in and they're just, you know, going at people and being snippy and snarky, you know, you can take them aside and say, hey, you know, I want to help you. And that is not helping. Lashing out at people isn't helping. You know, being, you know, being reactive isn't helping. I want to help. Tell me what's going on. So on one hand, you establish boundaries. You, you know, you establish that you're going to support that you are there for that person and they've got agreements that they need to hold to that, you know, their part of the agreement is that they are going to calm down and get real. And they're going to talk about what's going on. Now, if a person is just determined to be reactive or maybe they've been, you know, drinking or maybe they're in some way altered, then at that point, it's just like, you know what? We can't talk now. We're not going to. And if there's a consensus that maybe that person needs to go, then, you know, then that can be the discussion. But often it doesn't have to go there because if somebody's got something that's weighing on them, they want to get help. They just may not know how to ask for it. And when you don't know how to ask for help, it, it just sticks you right into a little box that it's really hard to get out of. So if you're feeling stuck in something, if you're feeling stuck in an emotion or anger that you even you can't explain, then that means that it's time to ask for somebody to listen. So you can, you can kind of hash it out so that you can, you know, because sometimes all you need is somebody there who will listen. And, you know, most people can talk their way, you know, through something. They just have to be able to have the chance to say it out loud. If you're dealing with somebody who's stuck in something, you know, if they, and especially if this is someone you know, especially if you know they don't normally act in this way, don't react, don't match their energy, because then all you're going to do is this. Find out what's going on. Hey, you know, what's up? Something's going on. Something's bugging you. I want to know. What is it? So that way it makes it safe for them to, oh, okay, this person's not going to engage with me. They're not going to answer anger for anger. And often 
that person will relax and they'll start talking about what it is that's bothering them. Because once they start talking about it, then you can do something about it. But, like I said, people can only do the best that they know how to do in any given situation. They're making the best choices that they know to make based on the tools they have and based on their experience up to that moment. And it's always possible to help somebody to grow, to help somebody to learn a new way, to help somebody be able to learn how to kind of take apart what they're going through and see it for the reality instead of the story that's attached to it. So remember they're doing their best. Remember you're doing your best. And if you can keep your head and be balanced when other people are being reactive, then you're the one who can bring the, turn the situation around. All it takes is a little bit of empathy, a little bit of boundary setting, and compassion. Give it a try. And if you have any other questions about this, if you would like more information, if you have, you know, things that are more specific, then please let me know and I will, you know, I'll be happy to expand on any of it. But that's it for today. Thank you for joining me. And uh, if you enjoyed this, if you appreciate it, if you thought it was of value, then you can like the video you can comment and I do read the comments and you know, as you know, you are sitting there or watching it. Uh, I am available. If you want to comment during the video, if you have anything, I'm sitting there waiting to comment back. So, um, you could also subscribe. It's always cool to watch the community grow. And if you would like to support at a slightly higher level, then uh, you can go to the link in the description and you can go to the Patreon account and become a sponsor. So thank you for joining me. And as always, I wish you balance and I wish you blessings from my heart. <laughs> I do that so often. I never mess it up from my heart to yours. Love you. Bye.